Hello and welcome to the Appetence Family Podcast. My name is Amy Polinich and I'm the creator of Appetence Families where I help mummers to live simply, birth simply and parent simply. In this series, I discuss with my beautiful Appetence mummers their birth stories in attempt to expose the real and raw truth about birth and bring light to a wide variety of birth experiences out there from natural vaginal births to epidurals, cesarean sections and home birth and everything in between. Welcome to our June birth story with Joe, who's one of my really good girlfriends. We actually met at our yoga teacher training and she was seemingly pregnant, which we didn't know about at the time. And she ended up going through a pregnancy, beautiful and natural, booked in at a birth house. And then at 32 weeks, within two days or so of knowing that there were some abnormalities, had to end up going in for an emergency C-section to deliver her beautiful preemie baby. And um, it's a really, really interesting story, this one. I got so many good little quotes out of it, so much good advice to pass on to mamas. And I just absolutely loved hearing Jo's story in detail, everything from what she did in her pregnancy through to how she dealt with the sudden change in expectation of her birth, and then how she did amazingly well as a parent, even with all these other stressful things going on. And I am just in such awe of this beautiful woman who I'm friends with. So I hope you really enjoy the podcast. joining me on the Appetence Family Podcast, Jerry. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now we do have little Willow who's crawling around getting into a whole bunch of mischief below us. So everyone on the podcast just know that if there's any weird noises, it's just Willow. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So I met Joe through our yoga teacher training a couple years ago now and since then she's had a beautiful bubba and Willow's now 10 months old. So did you want to start the story about how you became pregnant and all the good stuff? So my partner Luke and I had not been together very long before we had (laughs) Willow um, but we'd known each other for quite a while. Um, and we, the pregnancy definitely wasn't um, an accident, but also wasn't super planned. We just kind of had a couple of conversations and were kind of in a place where we were like, you know, if we did get pregnant, it would probably be pretty cool and we'd be okay with it. Um, and then it was literally a matter of a weeks later. And yes. We had a positive pregnancy test, which was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> So we were actually talking about it when we were on our yoga teacher training retreat and I was talking with the girls and we were like uh, talking about, yeah, having babies and I was saying, yeah, like, you know, I'd probably, we'd probably be ready. Like, oh, you know, we'd probably be pretty cool if we got pregnant and um, I was pregnant at the time already. Which is so amazing. So I remember the rest of us were like, no, I would be devastated if I got pregnant. And you were just like, I'd be cool with it. We were like, heck yeah, girlfriend. Yeah. So exciting. So I was getting these um, crazy headaches on the yoga teacher. Yeah training retreat and um our friend Caitlin who's a physio is trying to massage them out of me like thinking they're tension headaches and I'm like this is so weird like you know I'm doing so much yoga and you know like it's you know all good why am I getting these headaches and it turns out I was pregnant pregnant. 
so, so funny. Pretty funny. Yes. Um, yeah. And then how did your pregnancy go? What sort of antenatal stuff did you do throughout your pregnancy? So, uh, it was pretty good. I didn't have many pregnancy discomforts. Like it was pretty easy and cruisy, a little bit of nausea and here and there and, um, but nothing too crazy. I was pretty, yeah, pretty comfortable, which was nice and just excited and happy. Um, so we, yeah, checked, uh, we, what did I say? Um, booked in. Yes. We booked in with the Sunshine Coast University Hospital. Yeah. So we were going to go with um, hospital care. And I went to my GP pretty early because I knew that I wanted to be in the um, midwifery group program. Yeah. Yeah. So we went and got our names on the list for that um, and got into that super early, which was nice. Mm. Um, and then... Yeah, we found out the gender at about 20 weeks, I yes. think it was. We had a little um, little gender reveal with all our friends and family, which I was lots of fun. You had your big balloon set up, yeah. and, it was, and it was the very last the balloon. The very last, yep. That I think was there was so like good. seven or eight balloons, and it just so happened the last one we popped was yes. the one with the pink confetti, which was pretty cool I was, was like, so suspenseful wasn't yeah. it yeah <laughs> I was like 100% convinced it was a boy like yes. had my nails painted blue on the day and everything just like yeah it's a boy yes um but little girl yes <laughs> um and then yeah I did a fair bit of yoga while I was pregnant yeah um I was teaching a little bit at the time too and yeah just having a really nice time really and you guys ended up going on your little road trip and how many weeks was that yeah so that was I reckon maybe about a month after we found out the gender so would have been yeah maybe 24 weeks or so yeah um and it was right around the time that all the COVID stuff started happening and restrictions and lockdown came in yep um, and we ended up deciding to pretty much pack up our house and our lives and we renovated a little caravan and drove ourselves down to um, a family farm in northern New South Wales, yes. just about an hour inland of Byron and we just spent the next, what was it, probably three months or so yeah. before Willow was born just hanging out there, which was so beautiful. It was kind of didn't know that we needed that but exactly what I needed I think to prepare for motherhood um just so much space like mentally and physically and yeah just really got to focus in on growing this little babe and it's beautiful and being um yeah on the farm in the caravan meant we had pretty low living costs so my partner Luke didn't have to work much so we just got heaps of quality time together which was awesome amazing doesn't that just sound like a dream oh it was such a dream yeah beautiful so good yeah and it was so around that time when we were down at the farm that I yeah, started working on my creating some birth affirmation cards, which I made for myself um, yes. to take into my birth space, which was, yeah, just part of the preparation that I did in um, 
leading up to my birth. Um, yes, your yeah. beautiful cards. Yeah, which I later ended up deciding to sell, which I do now, which is pretty cool. They're so beautiful. Flow yeah. and flora. Flora. Yeah. I keep going to say fauna, yeah. but it's flora. Flow yeah. and flora, yeah. the beautiful birth affirmation cards and yeah. also motherhood yes. affirmation cards. Yeah. yeah. That would have been such a... Um, a therapeutic process to go Absolutely. through in your pregnancy, yeah. finding out what quotes you really want to not mm. only see but like repeat every day, mm. what images talk to you, being able to create them mm. would have just been such a beautiful process mm. to go and through. And I think, um, I think that's what was really nice about it for me and felt really authentic was that I made them for myself. Yes, and I made them, yeah, with love. For myself and my baby and yeah um yeah I've had a couple of people say that yeah that really came through like Absolutely. people noticed um which is nice yeah because you're literally going through that so say someone even like myself I can take a guess at what you mm-hmm. want to hear when you're pregnant absolutely to what you're going to do mm-hmm. in birth however you are literally in that space you know exactly what you're wanting to hear so mm-hmm. I think the mums really resonate with that and when I take because every yoga class mamas pick out one of your yeah, cards and beautiful. they sometimes do a lucky dip sometimes they go through and pick ones that resonate with them mm-hmm. and they just love them and they always say it's so hard to pick which Aww, one that you get yeah so nice yeah um perfect so then what happened down at the farm so um yeah we were I was super healthy feeling really good um we so when we so we were booked in obviously to the Sunshine Coast Hospital, um, and then when we moved down, we actually decided to go with private care. Mm. So we didn't book into the hospital um, in Lismore, which was the closest to where we were. We went um, with care with the beautiful Bron from the Lismore Birth House, um, oh. and she's just incredible. Um, we I'd seen a little bit of stuff about her before we decided to actually like transfer care and whatnot and um I was like wow I really hope that we can get in with her and um I rang her up and was like look you know last minute because I was you know probably 28 weeks or so then yeah I was like last minute I know it's a long shot but do you have room for me to squeeze in you know I'm due in July and um she was like you know what I had a trip planned for July that got cancelled because of COVID and I've got one spot Oh my god! Left open, so um, it's all yours. Like you know, so I've got the time for you, and I was just like, "Wow, that's <laughs> so amazing. happy!" Yeah. So um, we did care with her for the next um, yeah, a couple of months at the end of the pregnancy. So we just um dropped into her birth house um in Lismore for our appointments. Um which was great everything yeah was going super smoothly um and then we came back up to the sunshine coast when i was about 33 weeks pregnant um and we were packing up the house that we had lived in and moving officially moving out um because we were pretty committed to staying down at the farm then so we came up and we were packing up and 
I started, I was feeling pretty off, but just put it down to just being 33 weeks pregnant and moving home was just like, so, so over it. And yeah, I was feeling really exhausted in my body and whatever, but yeah, it was just kind of like, you know, I just shouldn't be doing this at 33 weeks pregnant. Um, but yeah, then headed back down to the farm that weekend and then on the Monday morning we went in for an appointment to see Bron just for a checkup my 34 week checkup um and she did my blood pressure um as just a routine check Mm -hmm. as they do and it ended up being um 140 over 110 or something which was pretty high considering I'd had super normal blood pressures yes. the whole pregnancy um so she was a little bit like oh yes. <laughs> what's going on here so yes. straight away we did a um urinalysis and yeah. had a look at my urine to see if there was anything weird going on there and it ended up that I had protein in my urine as yes. well which are the two things that are big red flags um so we went for pre-eclampsia. yeah for preeclampsia yeah. so we hopped straight in the car and went straight to the hospital from there. So wow. she lived like, oh, the birth house is like five minutes away, just around the corner from the Perfect. hospital. Yeah. So we drove to the hospital, went inside, and um, because I'd never checked, like never booked in there, yeah. I had to, they had to like quickly put me in the system oh, and yeah. like, you know, um, and then, yeah, got me on a bed, checked my blood pressure again, and it had gone up to 160 over 120 or something. I can't remember exact numbers, but it was up in the That's 160s. High. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, whoa, yeah. come <laughs> b- trying to put the IV in. Like, it was all crazy. Frantic. Frantic. Yep. We were just like, had gone from like, I think we came from the markets that morning yes. or something. Probably had all your just veggies like, in your basket. <laughs> ready to go back to your caravan we just like rocked up for our casual appointment and yeah um and next minute we're in the hospital I'm getting pumped with (laughs) pumped with blood pressure medication and um yeah so it's just can't believe the timing of just so happened we had an appointment that day yeah because um, obviously by the time we got to hospital and my blood pressure was that high I was starting to feel pretty rubbish so yeah um and we at the farm were about 40 minutes away from Lismore uh, hospital so yeah just super lucky that we were already yes. there so was your partner with you at the time yes and yeah. did Bron come into the hospital with you yes she Legend. came with us yeah oh beautiful. she was so beautiful and just yeah, supporting us all the way through. Yeah. Um, which was so nice. Um, and yeah, it was just really good at, you know, passing on all the information to yeah. the hospital staff so we didn't need to do anything. So just, good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we did that and obviously had to stay um, because weren't going to send me home anywhere no. too quick. Um so we stayed that night. Luke raced back to the farm and packed up some stuff for us. We and they at the time had said um, when they noticed how high my blood pressure was and that there was protein in my urine, etc. Said, you know, you should probably get a baby bag together, like wow. pack some stuff for the baby just in case. And me and Luke were just like, 
do you mean? <laughs> I didn't even have nappies yet. Like, probably we just were just so like so no- nothing done. Yeah. No car seat in the car. Yeah. No, like nothing done. We were just like cruising, yes. thinking. I always thought I would go over. Like, yes. um, I just was thinking I've got months. Like, yes. Um, so he was just freaking out. I can uh. just imagine him at back of the farm, like rummaging through trying. <laughs> trying to find and also like obviously so worried because I'm yes. you know in the hospital um and also just being so new like oh yeah you know, I don't, he probably doesn't have many nephews or whatever that he's been super involved oh, no. with like oh, you know so even you saying grab the nappies and the wipes he's probably <laughs> like which ones like what wipes are we talking yeah. about um yeah so he's frantically collecting things and oh, bringing them back I think now, even that I've said that, I think he might have gone back the next day. Yes. I think maybe we stayed the first day without anything. Yeah. I can't I can't remember too clearly, but anyway, whenever it was he was yeah. frantic and Yes. Um Yeah, so um we stayed that night. Do you um, remember? Did they go straight to hydralazine? Do you remember, or was it just like libidolol and stuff like I that? I can't remember. Cool. I started off with they did it uh, IV. Mm-hmm. Don't know what was in it. Yeah, that was the first thing, and then they yeah. from then they took it out and I had it still in but okay um I was just having the libido yeah tablets yeah tablets okay yeah and um they did struggle to yeah like get a get the right balance yeah um, it took yeah they it was pretty my blood pressure was still pretty up and down yeah um after that first spike so it stayed pretty high over the next yeah day or so while they were trying to figure it out the medication yeah um so yeah we were in hospital um trying to think what else yeah fair call um i started so i started the next day, so it would have been the Tuesday, probably started getting some more symptoms yeah. of preeclampsia. Yeah. Um, so getting more headachey and just yeah. feeling really crappy. Um, and I remember I didn't notice at the time, but looking back on photos, I really started to swell up then oh, too. Wow. Yeah, I just noticed in my face and stuff. Yeah. I look, I was just full of yeah, fluid. Yeah. 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 Um, and that next day we went for an ultrasound. Um, they just wanted to check on baby and see, um, yeah, how everything was with her and how big she was looking. Yeah. Because we probably hadn't had one for a while at that point. Yeah. Um. Probably since the 20 week yeah, one. Really. Yeah. I don't, we might've gone at like. Oh, yeah, okay. actually, no. I think it would have been the 20-week yeah. one, maybe. Yeah, um, Yeah. so wanted to have a look and also check on how um, the placenta was looking yeah. and the blood flow. So, um, so they looked at the placenta and the blood flow? 
Yes, so I went for an ultrasound the next day um, to, yeah, just check up on how Willow was doing because of the complications we were having Um, and, yep, to check on the placenta and the blood flow um, because, yep, that can be affected by preeclampsia. And at this point, I'm pretty sure I had an official preeclampsia diagnosis like they kind of told me that's what I have yeah um and had also done some tests to check on how my kidneys and stuff were going I think is that what they test for yeah Um, and your liver as well yeah um and that was looking okay yeah so I wasn't being affected too much in terms of that um but they did find with the ultrasound that the blood flow to Willow was being a little bit abnormal. Wow. Um, so we're kind of thinking, um, yeah, there might need to be some action soon. Yes. <laughs> um, but just wanted me to stay in. And at that point, they'd kind of said, stay until Friday. And it was mm. Tuesday. You'll need to stay till Friday and we'll just monitor you and we'll see how you go. If on Friday things are looking okay, then, you know, we'll try and push you to 37 weeks and then you'll probably need to be induced at 37 weeks. Yeah. So we're thinking, oh my gosh, even at that point I was like 34 weeks and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, three weeks away, we're probably going to have a baby. Like, yeah, it was a crazy realization to go yeah. from you know thinking I've got months to like yeah. oh I've got weeks like yeah. crazy so um and then, like then considering the whole induction and yeah. the whole different process absolutely to what you probably expected yeah. so at this point we yeah we're also processing the fact that we couldn't have a baby at the birth house which is what yeah. we planned um, which was pretty disappointing because mm. um, we, yeah, I'd really hoped for an all-natural birth and really yeah. had been um, a big believer in, you know, trusting my body and trusting the process yeah. and just I really had so much trust yes. for, yeah, it all and I felt a bit... um betrayed almost yeah um that you know I'd done everything right and done everything trying to make sure I had the best chance of having a natural birth possible and even by um booking into the birth house and yeah yeah I just I was gutted like really upset that um that yeah it had all kind of been thrown out the window and I think in like seconds yeah absolutely so quickly yeah um yeah So I think at that point, just because so much adrenaline and so, you know, fast paced and stuff, I was more so focused on just like making sure that Willow and I were going to be okay and whatever. So of course there was this background thing of like, oh, damn it. Like, you know, I so wanted to be able to have that natural birth that I dreamed of, but also not that important in the scheme of things. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So then also at this point, um, we were having some discussions about doing the steroid injections mm. um, in case Willow did need to come early um, just to help her lungs mm. mature enough that she'll have a better chance of being good if she came early. Mm. Um, 
So we did toss up whether to do them a bit or not. And I had a big chat to Bron about it, the midwife that, um, yeah, we were booked in with. Um, and she kind of gave us heaps of information and um, the hospital gave us heaps of information and we did end up having them um, yeah. and yeah just for the sake of it probably would be worth it yes. if it was and it was looking progressively progressively more like she would come early so yes. we thought you know just go for it yeah um So we had them on the Tuesday um, and then, yeah, so we were at the point where blood flow was looking a little bit abnormal. We'd had the steroid injections um, and were kind of at the point of just wait it out and see what happens over the next few days. Yeah. Um, And I was getting progressively more unwell at the time, just feeling like, I could, I think on the Tuesday it wasn't too bad. And then leading into the Wednesday morning, I wasn't really getting out of bed much at all. Um, And I didn't really know at the time, I think. It wasn't until after I realized how unwell I was. Yeah. We were pretty like lighthearted about it still. And um, Luke was able to stay with me in the hospital, which was nice on the super uncomfy couch bed. Um, but he was a trooper and yeah stuck it out yeah so leading into that Wednesday morning I was getting pretty unwell um, and was getting quite tight in the chest I remember uh, yeah I was almost it felt like I was struggling to breathe a little bit and yeah um, so they were doing pretty regular checks on me and on my blood pressure still pretty up and down with my blood pressure Um, and generally I could tell by those uncomfortable symptoms I was getting that my blood pressure was up and then they'd come and fix it and whatever yeah wow and then Luke headed back out to the farm on Wednesday um, and because we've got two puppy dogs and they oh, were okay. out at the farm. So um, we did have other people at the farm that were looking after them, but Luke went out um, and, yeah, spent some time with them yeah. that day and got us some more stuff because we'd been in the hospital for a couple of days then. So he was gone for most of the day yeah. um, and I was kind of just hanging out being... Yeah sick in bed yeah (laughs) and um and then he got back about uh it would have been maybe six five or six in the evening and just about that time um I was feeling pretty crappy and we had a bit of a high blood pressure and I'd had some extra medication and um I hadn't felt heaps of movements that day and I didn't notice super because I was just sitting around in bed. Um, I I hadn't really noticed that much, I think, because I was pretty out of it. And one of the midwives asked me, like, you know, have your movements been normal? And I kind of was like, oh, maybe not really. So they were like, oh, well, we'll check her heart rate. Um 
or oh, we could even do a CTG yeah. if, if you want. And I was like, yeah, let's do a CTG because yes. then in my mind, alarm bells were going off like, Absolutely. oh crap, like what if something's wrong? Like we should check yeah. and make sure. Um, so they and hooked being up. being a student midwife, you know that their heart rate tells you there's a heart rate right now. Yeah. It doesn't really tell you that they're okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So got hooked up to the CTG and then Luke came back. So when he came back, I think I was already hooked yeah. up. Um, and yeah, they, it would have been on for about half an hour, I reckon. And the first 10 minutes was pretty all over the place. They were kind of trying to get a proper connection and um, wasn't really showing much. And then for the next 20 minutes, um, yeah, the trace was starting to look super abnormal. Um, And I could notice from my – because I've done, yeah, a little bit of um, a midwifery degree, so kind of knew a little bit in my mind that it wasn't looking normal. So I was kind of watching it out of the corner of my eye and the midwives were kind of kept checking on it and then – um, they called in, um, so I was kind of thinking yeah. in my mind, something's, you know, not good yeah. and the midwives kept checking on it and then, um, they called the doctor. Yeah. Um, so they called in the obstetrician that was on, yeah. um, in that evening and she walked in, took one look at it and said, your baby needs to come out now (laughs) like ASAP so in that moment um this is Wednesday night this is Wednesday evening on Monday Monday. yeah so I was 34 weeks and two days um so it went from thinking I was going to go over to then being like oh crap maybe it's going to be a couple of weeks to like it's now yes exactly (laughs) it's right now yeah. It's such a change. Hey, what what an and it's right now by a cesarean section. Yeah. Yeah, what a change in thought processes and yep. expectations. Big change. So I uh, it's a little bit blurry, but I do I remember um there was a a minute where I was just like, Okay, this is happening, it's gonna happen and then um once things actually started happening and she said to me you know in a minute there's going to be a lot of people in the room like there's going to be a lot happening because it was a cat Cat one yeah um there's going to be a lot happening like you know I suppose trying to warn me to prepare myself um so I kind of was like okay you know yeah it's gonna happen whatever and then I just remember yeah so everybody coming in and Yes. So many, like, there was people taking my jewellery off and, pe- yes. like, people undressing me. Like, yes. so, so much happening. Poor Luke was just, like... Pushed to the side, yeah. probably. <laughs> um, and I just, I remember just, like, starting to cry so yes. much. I was so overwhelmed. I yes. was just like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. And um, Luke was just so beautiful. I can't believe he held it together so much, but... um. Yeah, was just with me the whole time. It's going to be okay. Like, you know, it's all fine and stayed with me. And Beautiful, Yeah, man. so... That oh, gives me goosebumps. Oh, so beautiful. I couldn't... Yeah, I, 
couldn't believe how well he held it together and Legend. considering I wasn't holding it together too well. Um, and then, yeah, so we got raced down into the operating um, section and he had to wait outside um, ah. while they did the epidural or the spinal Oh, so they whatever. did do a spinal? That's yes. great. Yeah, so Wonderful. they said to me... Um, and I think the reason they, well, the reason they wanted to rush it so much as well was they said, we want you to be awake. Like yeah. we'll, we'll only have one shot. Like, so yeah. we want to have as much time to get yeah. it right as possible. If it doesn't work, we're going to have to put you under. So I was yeah. kind of in my head, like, okay. Um, yeah, and like knowing, of. you know, how many uh, bad goes can people have at epidurals mm. like sometimes even though you're you're lean and everything mm. sometimes it can take a few goes mm. Mm, um, a lot of pressure for the anesthetist yeah. you have one absolutely. shot otherwise this woman's gonna yeah. miss her bad. <laughs> yeah absolutely oh gosh um, yeah so luke was waiting out the front and he called um my mum and his mum because at this point obviously we'd been texting them a little bit they yeah. knew that I was in hospital and yeah whatever but then yeah called them and was just like it's happening yes. <laughs> pretty much yeah and um my parents are actually um from Victoria so this was before they went into lockdown there ah. and um, they had, as soon as I went into hospital, they packed up their caravan, started driving. Legend. And, um, yeah. Oh, and how Luke, nice is that? Luke yeah. called them and said, it's happening or whatever. And they were like, I think they had stopped off somewhere for the night yeah. and they were like, right, we're going to keep driving. And they jumped in the car <laughs> and kept driving. Not that, um, at the time, cause it was COVID, they wouldn't have even been able to come into the hospital or anything, yes. but yeah, just to be there on the outside they were driving and um parents are the best they're just so so selfless they're so on your team yeah beautiful um so he called them and then um I remember it was quite comforting because um of being yeah halfway through a midwifery degree myself I'd seen um epidurals and cesareans being done before so i i found it quite comforting that i knew everything that was yes. happening yeah i think it would have been way more overwhelming not that it wasn't overwhelming mm. but it would have been felt way more like scary mm. i think if i hadn't have been like okay i know that I'm going to have to sit up now and mm. lean over and then mm-hmm. they're going to first put the um, local, in. local in and then they're going to do this and then I'm going to lay down and yes. whatever. Um, so that was really nice to kind Absolutely. of know what was going on. Um, and then luckily it worked. So I got to stay awake. Um, and I remember... Um, yeah, it it all happened so quickly. Yeah. Then Luke was beside, sitting beside me again. Um, I remember, I after the epidural was done, I started to get really nauseous. Um, yeah. And yeah, there was somebody there, obviously watching, and I was yeah. like, I think I'm gonna be sick or yes. something. And so they put the um, medication in to stop me feeling yeah. nauseous. Um, and then, yeah, before I knew it, there was this little baby 
being held Hell above no. the curtain. And I just remember that moment being like, holy crap, there was a baby inside <laughs> Like, you know from the movement and from everything, you know that there's a baby there. But it wasn't until that moment that I was like, oh my gosh, this is real life. This is my baby. That is a baby. I just couldn't believe it. It was so surreal. Yes. Wow. Did they do the whole drop the drape? No. Oh, no. Probably a bit too emergent for that. Hey, baby. Yep. So Willow got wow. held up above the, um, above the curtain, and yeah, we were just like, whoa. <laughs> I remember one of my first thoughts actually being, this sounds so vain, but being like, oh, she's so cute. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was always terrified that I was going to have this really <laughs> ugly baby. <laughs> she liked that too. She's like, yeah, I'm cute. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, oh, she's so cute. Yes, that's the best. I mean, of course, no matter what she looked like, I would have thought she was yeah. cute. But I just knew like deep inside me that she was an actually a cute baby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. Um... And then she got taken. <laughs> she got taken straight over to the recess table. Yes. Um, and they made sure she could breathe properly. Um, and yeah, did the, all that they needed to do. We did get to do a little bit of delayed cord clamping because oh, I did ask them in the thick of it all. Yes. <laughs> I was oh, like, please yay. don't cut the cords. Yes. Um, Good so I can't <laughs> Yes. Aren't you grateful that mummy said that? Aren't you grateful? Yay. Good job, mum. Claps for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I can't remember in the thick of it all exactly how that worked or how yeah. long they could do it for but um they did get to do a little bit of delayed cord clamping and then um they cut it and then Luke got to cut it as well oh. like they did it not like it was already cut yeah you know they left it like extra yeah. long so he could still experience yeah. it so that was That's pretty nice. cute um and I remember um Yeah, just that moment when I'd seen her, I knew that she was out. They took her over to the table and Luke went over to her to um, cut the cord and whatnot. I had this moment where it all hit me at once because it had been so chaotic getting there because it was in a matter of, you know, 20 minutes or half an hour there. From sitting up in the hospital room to babies out. Yeah. And I just got this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I can't move. Because I just, it hadn't processed that. I was awake but paralyzed. Yes. And I just remember in that moment feeling horrible. And I think because I didn't have my baby with me. Yes. Um... I'd seen her, but she was away, and it just felt so wrong, and I felt really wrong in myself. Like, obviously, I was over the moon that she was here, and I knew that she was 
you know, healthy enough. Yeah. And she was fine, but um, yeah, just had this pretty horrible moment of like, yeah. oh, this is all not what I wanted and I'm paralyzed and yeah. it feels horrible. And I remember saying to the, um, to the nurse that was there, I think I was crying and I was just like, I hate it, I hate this. Yeah. Like, it feels so horrible. Yeah. And, oh, that's so awful because you would have had this intuitive feeling, okay, I've birthed, I should be with my baby's skin. I yeah. should be able to cross my legs and, and bring my baby up to my chest and then all Absolutely. of a sudden it's not like that and you're yeah. just like, yeah, it's, I just it's, felt this emptiness of yeah, she's gone and I'm stuck here and yeah, she's there and I knew that what was happening was necessary to make sure that she was okay and whatever. But yeah. I couldn't, yeah, I just couldn't shake the feeling that it Fair was cool. all wrong. Yeah, um, logic can only get you so far. You know, logically mm, it had to absolutely. happen. Blah blah blah. But mm. it doesn't mean that it doesn't suck. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I was having this horrible time over there and I, yeah, I think that was probably the worst part of it all and it didn't last very long. Um, Then they, once she was okay and whatever, they brought her over and she got to go on my chest and um, I'm pretty sure we had a little bit of a breastfeed or she at least attached or was near I can't yeah it's not super clear in my memory but yeah um yeah she got to be with me and as soon as she was with me I was fine I didn't have any thoughts about being paralyzed or anything like that anymore it was just that she was there and it was fine um and then yeah she got to hang out um on my chest for a bit and Fantastic. Um, Luke That's was there cool too. Thirty four weeks you got to go skin to skin. Absolutely. That's yeah. really cool. Really good, yeah. Um I was super grateful for that. Um and then they did check her blood sugar. Um and oh no, sorry, they checked it when we went to recovery. Yeah. So we, I remember asking them, I was like, when's this going to be over? Like, cause I was like, she's out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time to what's, wrap it up. What's up next yeah. step? Yeah. And they were like, oh, well. Let's just go back to the farm now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they were like, the nurse said to me, you know, well, it's going to be a while. They still have to get the placenta out and stitch you up and yeah. whatever. And I was just like, oh no, like <sighs> dreading it. Um, I think she, I'm pretty sure she got to stay like with me for most of it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, when they were done, we headed to recovery um, and they checked her blood sugar there and it was quite low. Um, mm-hmm. So then she went to the special care nursery mm-hmm. and I stayed in recovery uh I think Luke went with her initially mm. um, and then came back to me when we were ready to go back to the room. Yeah. Um, so they came in, um, the obstetrician that did the surgery came in while I was in recovery and um, told me that it was really lucky that we did the C-section when we did because they actually found that my placenta had started separating from my uterus. So I'd had 
the beginning of a placental abruption. Wow. So it just so happened that they caught the heart rate abnormalities and stuff super early. And she said to me, you know, if it hadn't have been now, and she was born at 7.55 in the evening, um, if it hadn't have been now, it would have been sometime during the night and things would have been a lot worse. And I was so grateful, like just felt like that was so lucky. And so so just the timing of so many of the things were just right when they needed to be and that's like yeah one of the things that I'm so grateful for amazing Um, I didn't realize that it was on the verge of an abruption yes yeah yeah so they'd started it was already clotting um and yeah that was the start um so super lucky um, I didn't get to see my placenta, which I was sad oh. about. I was excited to see it. I don't know if, yeah, they do they in C-sections. They probably would have just, yeah. yeah. I wasn't I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but yeah. afterwards I was like, oh. And like, it would be nice if they remembered to ask you, but I guess yeah. just in the moment as well, they sort of forget. And yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah, but next time. Yeah, next time. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we headed back up to the room after the recovery and I remember obviously texting um, family while I was in recovery, sending a photo and whatever and everyone was so excited um, and just so glad that, you know, she was here and okay and I was okay and whatever. Um, So we got back to the room about 11, I think, and they were like, all right, well... um, you know try and get some rest and I was just like what take me to my baby (laughs) good on you what do you mean (laughs) so I was still um still like uh didn't have any movement or whatever so they wheeled my bed into the special care nursery and parked me up next to her thing and um I got to So I got to hold her again um, and we had some skin to skin again in the special care nursery, which was good. What was Um, she on at this point? Was she on breathing support? So she had an IV in. Yeah. um, And the, just the... Uh, monitoring yeah no she didn't have to have breathing support which was so good considering how early she was um so i'm glad that we ended up doing the steroid injections absolutely would have helped out because it just so happened that the next day she was born so lucky we so lucky um yeah so we spent a bit of time there and then i think we went back to the room um maybe one o'clock-ish and tried to get a little bit of sleep. And then um, I got up in the morning and had a shower. Oh, great. Um, yeah, and I just – it was pretty crazy um, feeling. Yeah. yeah, was it? Getting up and, like, seeing myself in the mirror being yes. like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it was just – it was, like, it was – pretty intense and I think it was a little bit magnified because I didn't have Willow there to focus on yes it was all I mean obviously I was thinking about her but she wasn't with me so I was in the room and I was you know getting up and walking again and feeling weird and um 
I remember, yeah, just standing in the shower and I just, it was, yeah, super yeah. vulnerable. And, yeah. Um, Luke, and all of a sudden, like, you didn't have any preparation to stop no. being pregnant either. No. So you're yeah. like, whoa, my belly's empty and, yeah. and I've got this cut and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And no, because I never went into labor or anything yeah. like that, it was no, it was just she was there and then she wasn't. Yeah. And, yeah. It, it did it felt really abnormal and empty yeah. and weird um and I was yeah you know all numb and yeah yeah um so I remember standing in the shower and I just like had blood coming out yeah. and feeling super vulnerable and yeah. yeah weird and yuck and um yeah Luke was so my partner was so um just beautiful and so supportive and kind and loving and I just remember thinking oh it's such a nice feeling to know like at my most vulnerable and my most yeah like yeah super uncomfortable that he was gonna be there and support me and um I just remember I suppose those nice um after birth um hormones were kicking in and I just remember feeling super loved up and um in the midst of it even though it was all quite messed like all quite displaced and not how it should be I I still got those nice feelings of just yeah feeling really loved up and really good. good um yeah, and then I got pretty active. I was pretty active straight after the um, C-section because I think the nurses told me, you know, it's it's good to like, you know, start moving and whatever. Don't don't push it too much, but yeah, just yes. you know, it's good to get up and walk around a little bit. And um, I think I took that on board a little bit too much because yeah. I was pretty, um, I was pretty active. Like, even on that first day and people were, like, kind of like, well, you should probably sit down. Yes, <laughs> No, but I was just, like, so determined to, you know, um, I think I got wheel. I might have been wheeled over to the special care nursery in a wheelchair the first time, but then the next time, because we were kind of backwards and forwards, the next yeah. time I went, I was, like, walking there yes. and it's like a good goose in my bed not even 12 hours after I'd had amazing. a c-section and um oh, yeah I think amazing. it definitely helped um speed up my recovery yes um so I think though it's definitely sped up my my recovery and getting moving in the first couple of days but then I think it caught up with me maybe day three or four and I was like super just I think because I never expected to have to recover from surgery I was just like well I'm gonna have a natural birth and then I'll pretty much be back to normal like even with a natural birth obviously you need to recover and whatnot but yeah I just I kind of was very not focused on the fact that I just had major abdominal surgery and um yeah, when day three or four came and I'd just been, like, carrying on, walking around as normal, yeah. I was super sore and just, like, um, yeah, really started to feel it. So I kind of wish I hadn't have gone quite as hard. But yeah, cool. um, I definitely got some rest in, Good. in those other days. 
Um, so we ended up, we stayed, I stayed admitted as a patient for about seven days after she was born because um, my blood pressure was still pretty unstable. So yeah. they were still trying to get the medication right for that and before they could send me home um and willow was in the special care nursery so she was hooked up to a feeding tube so that went through her nose into her tummy because she was so early she hadn't developed that um feeding instinct yet so she didn't no, like she wasn't ready to suck. She didn't have the energy to suck. Yeah. Literally all she did was sleep, which I thought was so weird. Like I never thought if you had a baby early, I don't know why, but it never processed that they still need to just be like they're in the womb for the yeah. next however many weeks until they were supposed to be born. Yes. So, um, yeah, I remember thinking it's super weird because she was here, but also wasn't because she was just sleeping all the time and getting fed through the tube so um I really took it upon myself as feeling like it was the one thing that I could do for her was try and get my milk going and get as much as possible um so I super committed to that and was having like six breastfeeding teas a day and just like <laughs> smashing the oh, oats and like, <laughs> I just went crazy on it um and oh, I had I had been expressing colostrum for a couple of days beforehand as well so yes um yes. she did even though she had the tube in her nose she never had to have formula which was I was stoked about um not that I wouldn't have if she needed it but I was super committed to just trying to stick with my breast milk and whatnot and yeah straight from the get-go I had enough to what a legend um, give her enough which was awesome amazing um so I was pumping like crazy every three hours or whatever um yeah and she was having it through her tube and we would try a couple of times a day to do like some nuzzling with her and whatever, but she wasn't super interested, which um, was really hard for me. I think, you know, I just thought, well, she'll be born and then we'll breastfeed and yeah. everything will be fine. And instead so I was... another thing that's a whole yeah. different thing from your expectation. Yeah, absolutely. And next thing, you know, I'm hooked up to a machine pumping milk instead yeah. of you know with her and yeah it was super weird um I remember my milk when my milk came in on you know day three or whatever it was um yeah she I remember like I had her and I was like come on like you know she was nuzzling and I was trying to get her to um yeah like be interested and latch on and my milk was like dripping from my boob all over her face (laughs) I'm like come on (laughs) yeah so um it was a little bit disheartening but I was you know okay with knowing that I could pump it and she was still getting it just not you know through how I thought but yes just had to really shift those expectations good on you well if that's Um, not a big enough lesson hey like (laughs) what a slap in the face to learn Mm, that lesson isn't it mm. 
Um, and so Bron came and visited us, visited us in hospital. So she still did all our postnatal care Amazing. outside of the hospital. So she came and visited us and caught up with us and met, you know, saw Willow and whatever. Um, and so we still had lots of support from her in terms of, you know, like any questions I had, I asked, you know, sent, yeah. asked her and, um, yeah, which was really beautiful because uh, the, the hospital staff were amazing. I'm yeah, so grateful for them. Um, but yeah, just having that person that really knew yes. us and knew my, how I, you know, what kind of values I had and whatever having her to ask questions and know that I would get a personal response from was really nice absolutely yeah um so yeah we spent the next week really just in and out of the special care nursery checking on Willow um, we Did you loved... go back to the farm at all? Like you slept there? Or... Um, no. So yeah. I spent the first, yeah, seven days in the hospital still, admitted yeah. while they were figuring my stuff out. Yeah. Um, and in that time I didn't, oh, I, th- I don't think I left. I maybe left once or twice um, and like we just went round, down the road to a cafe or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just remember emerging from the hospital, just feel it. Cause at that point I, I hadn't been outside for yes. like probably over a week because yeah. from the time I got admitted, like I wasn't allowed to leave. No. It sounds a bit weird, but yeah, yeah, wasn't like, you know, I had to stay in bed and be monitored. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just like, I remember emerging, just feeling like super weird. Like yeah. I'd just come out of this whole nother world and, the whole everything was still carrying on as normal yes. and I remember coming out and just being like but everything's different yes. like yeah, it oh, felt it so strange yeah it was a very surreal feeling um <laughs> and yeah just you know obviously leaving without Willow was super weird and heartbreaking yeah. um and you know we'd go and um yeah, I think we went down to a cafe and had coffee with my parents or whatever for the first yeah. time we went out. And I think I just like sat at the table and cried. It was just yeah. like, you know, this is so unfair. And, you yeah. know, felt really sorry for myself, which yeah. I think, you know, I kind of had to do a little bit. Absolutely. You have um, to have a moment where you're okay with doing that yeah and everyone else is okay with being like yeah it Mm. sucks yeah and all the hormones and stuff as well that were probably going on um yeah I think it was sad because I and I felt guilty for feeling sad because I was like this is supposed to be the most magical and best time and um I just yeah I felt just sad and like yeah it hadn't nothing had gone how I wanted it to and yeah and that I couldn't bond with her properly because yeah. it wasn't how it was supposed to be and all this stuff and I yeah I felt guilty for feeling sad but I think you know I and I chatted to Bron about it my midwife and she was like you know you just have to be a bit you know gentle with yourself like yeah. you're allowed to be sad that yeah you know it, you've gone like it's been a big thing like you've gone through a lot and you know it's okay to feel like that and yeah it was 
you know, just a process, I think, yeah. of going through. Absolutely. Yeah. It's almost like a grieving process. Mm, you're grieving absolutely. That, you've lost that experience. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, and so then when we were, when I was ready to be discharged from being a patient myself at the hospital, Willow was still going to be in for a while. Um, she wasn't anywhere close to being ready to go home yet. Cause she was only, um, what, like 35 weeks yeah. ish. Um, so still, oh, I forgot to say even that she was, so when she was born, she was too just over two kilos um and then dropped down to 1.9 kilos i think or 1.8 so um and that was in the first 48 hours or whatever she dropped down to that so she needed to be um get back up to at least two kilos before she could go and also be obviously be fully um breastfed and not not through the tube yeah so she wasn't anywhere close to that so we knew it was going to be a while and because um the farm was quite a while away from the hospital we ended up staying in um a place called our house it was a bit like a um if you know like the ronald mcdonald houses and stuff so it was like a little hotel kind of thing just around the corner from the hospital yeah um and yeah, it was so nice to be there. So we ended up being there for about, it'd be three weeks maybe. Yeah. Cause she was in hospital for about a month. Um, and yeah, it was so nice just to have like a real bed and our own space yes. and everything. So that I'm I was so grateful for hospital, that. Like you can come and go. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. So we'd walk around to the hospital every you know however long I'd pump my milk and put it in the bottle and we'd walk around take it up and we'd do a you know we'd schedule to go in when she was due to have a nappy change so we could do the nappy change and then so yeah we'd sit there and just I had so many hours just sitting next to the cot and just waiting and watching and yeah looking at her yeah yeah um, yeah, so she was in for, yeah, about a month. Um, and then, yeah, she finally, it was probably two weeks or three weeks even that, um, she didn't make much progress. Um, she, yeah, it was quite slow and I think we were quite discouraged. It really felt like we were never going to get out of there. Yeah. Um, and they were like, you know, the, the midwives would say, you know, it's, it's all going to happen at once. Like you'll be so surprised, you know, one day she's just going to figure She's just going to be ready and she's not ready yet. Um, and yeah, I think we just had to trust that that was going to happen. And we just kept doing a little bit of nuzzling every day and kept doing all the things that we should. And, um, yeah, it felt very repetitive. Like, yes. same thing over and over and nothing really changed. And yeah. It was pretty tiring. Like, we were super exhausted Absolutely. emotionally. Um, but, yeah, stuck it out. And um, it did all happen, like, within a few days at the end. Wow. All of a sudden, it was just like she was ready. Yes. It was like 
she was ready to be born and then yeah. you know like she was ready to be awake and yeah. more and ready to feed and yeah Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, ready to feed, and she started latching, and you yes. know we were doing, you know, um, it would go kind of like you started off with two um, tube feeds to one breastfeed, and then yes. we were going breast one breastfeed, one tube feed, and then yes. we were going two breastfeeds and one tube feed, yes. and it was just like this process. But um, yeah, once it once she kind of was ready it just went really quickly and absolutely um, and so did you ever give her a bottle or oh so she had maybe a couple of times when um say she was starting to breastfeed yes in maybe in the middle of the night or something if she was due for a suck feed yeah then they would give her a bottle yes with my breast milk but most of the Suck feeds were breastfeeds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, and so then, yeah, I remember um, when she was ready to have her tube pulled out, we got to pull it out and Ah. it was such a, it was, it was such a beautiful moment just being like, we're done, like we're going to go home. Um, And then, so this whole time because my parents had come up they were staying in a caravan park um just near the hospital with their caravan and they were cooking us dinner every night bringing it round. and because of covid and the restrictions they never were actually allowed to come in the hospital so they went a month without ever seeing willow um poor things oh my gosh so one one of the nights our favorite nurse in the, our favorite midwife nurse in the um special care nursery snuck <laughs> my mum up <laughs> she was like this big mission and like <laughs> you love this you mini grandma for the first time yeah oh, so we had awesome. this sneaky little mission and mum got to come up and she it wasn't long and she just got to look at her and whatever yes. and which was beautiful, but um, oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. But um, because I hadn't met her yet, we were like, okay, well, when we're ready to come out, like we're gonna surprise them. Like we won't, yeah. we're not gonna tell them that we're coming out or whatever. Yes. So the night before we were ready to go home, we did like a um, stay like a night in the hospital yes. in one of the rooms with yes. with Willow, so that we could kind of. It was like we were at home or, you know, yes. like we had our own thing. But, um, yeah, we could, you know, ask the midwives anything if we needed yes. and they can make sure that everything's fine and whatever. Yeah. So we told them that the night that we were doing the room in, we were like, oh, it might be tomorrow that we're going to room in, but we're not sure or whatever. Yes. And then we'd plan to go and have coffee with them the next morning and we... Yes. we um. Yeah, we had her with us and we were discharged and we met at the cafe and they were just like so surprised oh, and it was such a beautiful moment. That is. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, yeah, and then we made our way back to the farm. Um, and you felt... So how many weeks was she technically at this so, point? So oh, she, she would have been... 38? Yeah, 38. Yeah. So... 
right about the right timing yes. when she should have been born kind yes, of thing exactly. yeah so she was still super tiny i think she was only 2.1 kilos when we um when we went home um and it was in the middle of winter like right in the middle of winter in june and we were still living in this oh. little caravan at that point um and the first night we took her home. I think it was one of the coldest nights of the whole winter. And I just remember we were just like, oh my, we had a heater in the caravan, of course. But yeah. I just remember we were like, oh my gosh, what have we done? Like, we've got this teeny tiny premmy baby. And like, the in this little tin can caravan. <laughs> And we were just like, oh gosh. Oh, that is funny. But that would um, have been a moment. You're like, what yeah. Thank you. Yes. But um We're parents now. What? Yeah. But we figured it all out and yeah. yeah, it it was good. And Bron came and visited us at home at the farm. Um I think the day we, or the day after we came home and then a couple of times after that. Yeah. Um which was nice and yeah from there it was all just exactly what I wanted, you know. Yes. I got to lay in bed with her and just you know uh, have so much skin to well not heaps of skin to skin because it was so cold. Yes. But um yeah, heaps of snuggles yes. and got to be breastfeeding and yeah, really uh. um it felt good once we were home. Perfect. And did you feel like that's where your bonding really started? Yes. Because you guys have such a beautiful bond Absolutely. now. Yeah. And that's when it sort of started. Yeah. I think I was really upset because I felt like I that we didn't... Uh, it sounds horrible, but it almost felt like she wasn't my baby when she yeah. was in the special care nursery. Of course, I I loved her to pieces and I knew that she was my baby, but it almost felt like I couldn't do what I wanted yes. with her. And yes. it was almost like I had to get approval to like yeah. hold her even. And yeah. like, it was just strange. And it felt like there was like this wall between us, like really being able to connect as we yeah. should. And um I think, yeah, it was, it really wasn't until we got to take her home that we really got to have that full bonding immersion together. I, um, I actually think that's really good for mums to know because I think lots of mums, even vaginal births or cesarean sections or very Mm. similar scenarios to you, they don't feel connected with their babies and that's devastating to sort of Mm. think I'm not connected with my baby and Mm it doesn't mean that it's going to be forever. Like, Mm. yes, some people come out and they, you know, say so much about how in love they are straight Mm. away with their baby and the bonding straight away. And that's good for them. Mm. But then if you haven't had that, it doesn't mean you're a bad mom or Mm. it's the end of the world or you're never going to have that, whatever your circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, So then we, yeah, did lots of, because we were, obviously living on the farm at that time we were outside all the time and we did lots of baby wearing like she was always in the wrap and lots of went on lots of walks and yeah yeah, just had heaps of nice quality time together as a family and um, because of all the restrictions and stuff at the time we didn't really have many people around which I think was quite nice for that first little time because we really just got to be in our little bubble as a family and really 
get to know our new dynamics and yeah learn how to be parents and yeah um, without other people's influences absolutely yeah yeah Um, and it was yeah a really beautiful time and I'm so glad that yeah we were had the opportunity to be in the situation we were and that Luke had you know a few months with us instead of having to go back to work after a couple of weeks I think that would have been really hard so I feel super grateful that we got to do that and have that time together so would you say that's your biggest tip to start that bonding process with your baby like wearing them and absolutely yeah yeah I I think yeah I loved wearing Willow I think um even as much for my sake as her sake I think I never expected um I've I never expect I never anticipated how um empty or weird I would feel even if I even though I had her um yeah you're so used to being pregnant and feeling them move and knowing they're always there and they're inside you and um I got like you know I'd get these phantom kicks I feel like I could feel kicking and it kind of just remind me that she wasn't there and yeah it's a weird feeling and I think yeah like having her in the wrap all the time just like really um yeah was a big comfort yeah as well as her obviously yeah um she still really needed that close yeah um, contact with me and yeah it meant that I could still do things <laughs> amazing isn't that yeah, yeah that's yeah. so true when yeah. you've got some hands free absolutely that's um oh that's so lovely so how long did it take you to feel confident with your breastfeeding would you say um I think we had a pretty smooth breastfeeding journey we had well not right at the start obviously but um right from when we got home um yeah we did really well I never really had never really got any sore nipples or any problems like that um I was I think we were really lucky I yeah I just I think also partly because I was so committed to breastfeeding and I knew that absolutely I was breastfeeding no questions asked and whatever I just yeah I wasn't I was just ready to take on whatever, yes. you know, we had. And luckily we had a pretty smooth journey with yes. it. Um, I, yeah, we just breastfed on demand or yeah. like whenever she wanted it really. Um, she was always a pretty um, regular feeder. Like we did, like she would want, you know, every hour or so yeah. um, or every couple of hours at the start and not much like she'd just do little you know little feeds um I think probably because her belly was so small still she was so little um but yeah it was a really special thing I feel like that really cemented our bond for us because we weren't we weren't able to have that close time together right at the start when yeah. she was you know in the humidity crib and yeah, yeah in the nursery and stuff um yeah. I think that really was our special time together and yeah. to be connected when we got home which was so nice so nice yeah so nice so yeah. have you guys like I don't even know how she sleeps now have you guys done any sleep training or anything like that 
No, so we we had always planned. Oh, we hadn't always planned to co sleep. Yeah, but we um, had planned to have her like right beside the bed. Or, yeah. Um, we've got a little co sleeper like um. What, how do I describe it? It's like a little thing that you sit in the bed. Yeah, like a do little Do you know what I mean? Thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we got that initially and we used it the first night that we went home. And um, I remember it just took up like the whole bed. And Luke and I were just like <laughs> on the sides, yes. not able to move, just like super. And, you know, I'd wake up every like so often to check how, because it was so cold, how warm she was. Yeah. and if she was breathing and like a super yes. normal but um yeah felt quite um it was almost more disruptive her being in that thing so anyway yeah. the next day when Bron the midwife came to visit us we were like what how, what do we do like yes. how are we ever gonna sleep like this and um she said look like I'll show you how you can sleep with her in the bed with you in like what position um you can be that will be yeah. safe or, you know, like how, you know, the best way to do that is. Yes. Um, so she showed us how to lay and how to have the cheats and how to do everything. Um, and so we tried that, yeah, the next night. And then from then on, we just co-slept. Yes. Because um, it just was, yeah, what worked for us. Absolutely. Um, I got a way better sleep um, because she was right there. I knew that she was getting my body heat I knew yes. that she was warm enough I knew that my boob was right there when she needed yes. it um, I was getting good sleep she was getting good sleep yes. and she's honestly always been a super good sleeper like cool. um yeah we've only had a few nights where she's always waking up um even yeah she still sleeps with us now um and still sleeps yeah. really well usually wakes up like once or twice for, yeah for a little feed but um yeah Amazing. super easy we've had a like super cruisy sleep that's sleep journey great. with us mm. oh that's really cool because some people really struggle with that hey? absolutely yeah. yeah i felt yeah i i don't know how people do it like yeah. motherhood being a new mom is hard enough without having sleep. no sleep oh yeah. my gosh isn't it just yeah so i have a few quick questions yep. for you Go for um it. so I, I think you sort of answered this before mm. and you want to find out the sex of your baby yes yes so we did are. yeah um what was the hardest thing for you to give up whether it be alcohol or cheese Ooh. or exercise or coffee oh good question mm. i don't know yeah. i feel like i didn't make any i was never much of a drinker yeah before I did miss a little bit in like social situations. Yes. Yes. Um. Other than that, I kind of most things were the same. Yeah. I think my yoga practice changing was probably a big thing for me, and not being able to do crazy handstands and yeah, stuff that exactly. I used to. Um. And yeah, just like changing the way that I exercised was pretty big, but never really a yeah, yeah. amazing, yeah. beautiful. Um, what was your weirdest pregnancy craving, if you had any? Oh, I was obsessed with tinned peaches. Yeah, you know the, <laughs> you know the peaches. I was not expecting that the SPC or something. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you know the peaches in um yeah, in like the juice. Yes. I would smash them. Like <laughs> whole a whole jar, like just smash them. I don't know what it was and so weird because I'm not generally I'm more of a savory person. Yeah. Like prefer savory stuff, but I could not get enough of them. Yeah, and amazing. I remember I had like four tins or something like stocked up yes. in the caravan um and because we had it early i remember i found them like a couple of months after i'd yes. had her and i was like "Ooh, i don't want them <laughs> <laughs> i think we chucked them out or something i don't remember but That's so yeah funny. never wanted them again but you were pregnant yeah so, so weird i love that yeah i love that <laughs> amazing and what is your top advice to first of all birth simply and second of all parents simply um oh i think birthing simply definitely just um really trying to listen to your body tune yeah. into your instinct um and yeah just to go with it no yeah. no don't try and resist you know what what circumstances are arising yeah um especially like even when you you knew you wanted the CTG and you called mm. that. So that's like an mm. example of you. My instincts. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I just moved away. She was trying to bite my foot. <laughs> um, yeah. Follow yes. your instincts. Absolutely. Yeah. Trust yourself. Good on you. Yeah. Um, and birthing simply, um, parenting simply. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think definitely... Um, to an extent, obviously you have to evolve your life around your baby, but one of the best advices we got was, um, to just carry on as normal and fit your baby in around what you do and what you want to do. And right from the get go, um, we just kept carrying on as normal. We still went on all our usual adventures. We never really were strict about, Oh, she has to nap right now and this and that. She just got in and out of the car when we wanted to go somewhere and we just wore her in the wrap whenever we wanted to do like and she was um yeah we just carried on and I found that that really set the foundations for her to be super flexible with what we do and we weren't feeling trapped by being new parents because we were still doing everything yeah you still go keeping it simple you still go Mm. camping all that sort of stuff that's so good so 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 good Oh, how beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Well, that's a wrap to Joe's Birth Story podcast. I really hope you enjoyed. I know I definitely did. Um, I guess the biggest takeaway for me would be the fact that it's almost impossible to enter a birth not having an expectation of how you would prefer it to go. However, something I think Jo did really, really well was that she acknowledged that her expectations weren't met and grieved the loss of that experience while quite quickly moving on, surrendering to the change, accepting the change of her expectation and making the best of the scenario that she was given. And I just totally hats off to that because I don't know if I would be able to do that as well. It was such a huge change of mind. And um, I think that's something that we can all take into not only your birth experiences, but even just life in general in regards to expectations. Yes. Anyways, I hope you enjoy and I'll talk to you soon.